Also, Lukvoy might say he should have caught it. And now a block from Loisega. And just like that, Dyson is on third base, and Aaron Boone is apoplectic. An obvious disagreement with that ball call. And did Boone just get tossed? I think he did. Oh, man. People really into the series. Dodgers and Yankees, this is interesting to see your daily sports podcast about news, narratives, takes, and gambling. Of course, I am Andrews, and people calling it a preview of the World Series. I don't know or care about that. The Yankees will not be going to the World Series. I don't think so, anyway. There's Aaron Boone getting tossed. People having a lot of fun with this. I enjoy it. It's a lot of stars. You know, it's L.A. It's, well, it's New York versus New York, but now it's L.A. versus New York. Aaron Boone gets tossed there. There's also a viral clip going around the Internet of a really terrible call. I don't understand how we can continue to get calls wrong and right. With replay review, Aaron Judge was safe. They called him out. I don't know. I don't know or care. We'll, we'll discuss some baseball today, but we're going to start with Bobby Bowden. Other things coming up on the show today, the Pittsburgh Steelers are a lock of the decade. I'll tell you why that is. Hold-ins, hold-outs in the NFL. And, uh, yeah, the Little League World Series getting started as well. But I want to start with Bobby Bowden. Bobby Bowden died. Um, he was 90-something. He's super old. He was a legendary coach, and in the era of Nick Saban and Dabo Swinney and, and uh, frankly, Michael Jordan, who started this whole need-to-win thing, you, you don't always win the games, um, you know, the champion, or you don't always win the championships, but being around in college football is really important. Our, our need to decide who champion is has kind of ruined college football for me in a lot of ways, but let's just go through something that I found, <laughs> frankly, jaw-dropping. So at a certain point, in Bobby Bowden's career at nine, in Florida State. He started in 1976 and coached through 2009. Did you hear that? That's incredible. At a certain point, he had, get this, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 consecutive years with a winning record. He also had the most difficult schedule in the country, like 10 of those years. In one year, I re- recall he had Miami, Notre Dame, Georgia, and like a California school back to back to back to back. And this was in the, the era of conferences just getting started. He was an absolute legend. Um, the most incredible part of this to me was that he played in a, in a state where he would have to regularly play against Miami and Florida, both of whom are incredibly good and won national championships in the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s. Bobby Bowden had one losing season from 1976 to 2009 in which he went five and six, and that was his first season. From 1977 to 2009, Florida State University had a winning record on the football field. Unbelievable. They did cheat plenty of times. Uh, Steve Spurrier famously called it uh, Free Shoes University. Uh, For those of us that pay attention to college football now, still call it Free Shit University. (laughs) Uh, but they all do it. Don't think your program doesn't do it. They totally do. I promise. All right, moving along. I want to, uh, we've been burying gambling in the show, so let's start off with some uh, gambling a little bit earlier on. I read a tweet. I'm a narrative gambler. All these people with their stats, if they were good at the stats, they would make more money at gambling, but they don't. They make their money live betting and just kind of fading what's going on. James Holzhauer famously discussed that. So there was a tweet yesterday that made me think, uh-oh, the Steelers are in trouble. 
So I am going to bet against the Steelers this year based on this tweet uh, that I got yesterday from a beat writer. Wait, I got to find it. Okay, so let's bring the tweet up here. If you're watching on YouTube or whatever, here it is. I've retweeted it. Steelers under is a lock on win totals. This guy's name is Mike Kibali. Mike, Mark Kibali. Who are you, Mark Kibali? Let's, let's see who you are. St- Senior Steelers writer for The Athletic. The Athletic beat writers, they know what they're doing. Mark looked like he's been living in, in, in Pittsburgh for 20 years. He says, quote, in the tweet, in Mike Tomlin's 15 years of training camp, I can't remember any instance that he said they stunk it up. And today, that's what he said. Mike Tomlin is incredibly, incredibly rash at Steelers practice this week, which means to me that if they're worse than they've ever been. He was never said anything like that. They've lost some key components. Ben is an old man. Big Ben Roethlisberger. The over-under for the Pittsburgh Steelers is set at eight and a half wins. Yeah, I'm going to hammer that under. They play in the mo- the deepest, certainly the deepest division in, in the AFC and perhaps in professional football with the Browns and the Ravens. Many people think they could win the Super Bowl. I think the Bengals are going to the playoffs. They got a lot better if Joe Burrow reports are that he's not mentally over his ACL, MCL thing, but Eight and a half is a lot. That's a winning record. Uh, hammer that. Hammer, hammer, hammer time. They are not going to win that many. I don't know that they're going to take last in the division. I kind of think the Ravens are incredibly overrated, but hammer the Steelers under eight and a half. That's a, that's a narrative bet if I have ever, ever seen one. Okay, we need to uh, move right along here. Let's talk about some hold-ins and holdouts going on in the NFL. Uh, Dwayne Brown, Xavier Howard. I know Dwayne Brown's a left tackle for the Seahawks. Xavier Howard is a cornerback for the Dolphins. They wanted new contracts. Per the CBA that was signed five minutes before the COVID shutdown in 2020, holdouts are now incredibly expensive. And the way holdouts used to work, if you showed up for camp, you can't leave camp. If you leave camp, you owe the company money. They can sue you. And theoretically, there could even be jail time, I think. So you can not show up to camp. Now, the way that it worked was if a player didn't show up to camp, the team would fine him per day. And that's in the CBA. Holding out is not a contract. No, it is a negotiation tactic. It's part of the thing. It's a fine. You're literally like, I don't want to play for you. And the team's like, well, you're under contract. So they pay a fine. But if you signed a contract, say the week two of the season, part of the contract was like, yeah, don't worry about the fine. And the player's like, perfect. And it ends up being nothing for the team in the, in the scope of the contract. It ends up being just like kind of a rinky-dink signing bonus. However... Holdouts were incredibly annoying to team officials because they were a massive distraction. So in the CBA negotiations, players got more money. What the owners got is this holdout thing. So fines are far bigger than they have ever been. They're 50 grand a day, A, and B, they are not waivable, which means that if you sign that contract, that player is still on the hook for all this. So you're saying like, how can Deshaun Watson show up for camp? How can Aaron Rodgers show up for camp? Well, in a week, they're going to owe 200 grand. So they're going, and that's not waivable. The team can't pick that up for them. They can't add it in the contract because of the salary cap. Like that money is Aaron Rodgers and Dwayne Brown and Xavier Howard would own that. So what they're doing is they're holding in. They're either A, faking injuries, but don't really want to do that because it's a bad look, or B, they're just like, yeah, I'm not going to practice. I'm here, not practicing. And they're grown men. Can't like grab them by the wrist and throw them on the field. What are you going to do? And in football, it's tough because the players are just, frankly, point-blank period, more important than the coach. They just are. And even for Bill Belichick. Like, he had crappy players. He's a crappy coach. So now you got players like Russell Wilson. And they're saying, hey, Dwayne Brown, why don't you get, we should pay him. We should pay him as if he works for the club. He's not going to be paying anybody, of course. Xavier Howard did sign his contract. 
whatever. I don't I don't understand any of this. I just I just know that if you see that someone's not practicing, uh, they're holding in. They're going to practice and they're sitting on their hands and saying, I don't I don't want to practice. Which is better, honestly. I prefer that to saying, Hey, uh, my hamstring hurts, which is what they used to do uh, back in the day. A lot of players hold in about halfway through the season of contracts years as a Lions fan. Kenny Galladay probably could have come back half the way through his uh, final six or seven games that he was out. But, you know, I mean, I don't blame them. It's life-changing money for a team that's garbage, and now he makes his money. So it is what it is, but pay attention to that because it does matter. Some players who are veterans, it won't matter. Young players, it's going to matter. Uh, TJ Watt holding in, Dwayne Brown holding in uh, as well. I saw this headline from uh, Barstool Sports. I just want to read it out loud. We'll investigate this. This is from the Rockies organization. Uh, The Rockies have determined that the fan that was accused of hurling racial slurs was just calling for the mascot, whose name is Dinger. Dinger. And the Rockies, what, are they going to get rid of the mascot, Dinger? We're going to have to do some further investigating into that. But that that gave me sort of a chuckle, and it also also sort of uh, made me a little sad. I want to give a shout out to my alma mater, the University of Mississippi, Ole Miss, reporting, I want to say that very clearly, reporting a 100% vaccination rate among players in the least vaccinated state in the United States of America, which if true, I have no reason to suspect that they're not other than to grab headlines and Ole Miss is not very good at grabbing headlines. If the entire team is vaccinated, that would make them one of the first college football teams vaccinated Certainly the biggest program, 100% vaccinated, and they did it before any of the professional football teams uh, were completely vaccinated as well. The hashtag was something along the lines of uh, for the team, protect. it was protect the team, hashtag protect the team. It's good publicity, and it shows why athletes are so important since July when a lot of the players got back and also when surges started popping up in the Delta variant of COVID. uh, Football players getting vaccinated for Arkansas and Ole Miss. Those are the two states with the worst vaccination rates. They've also been up hundreds of percentile uh, in, in vaccination increase since the football teams got back, uh, since they got back to campus. And we're going to wrap up today by giving a shout out to Josh Allen, who signed his mega, 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 mega deal. It's $260 million. Talked about that yesterday. Congrats to Josh. Man, uh, the 2018 quarterback draft class, everybody, Josh Rosen, Sam Darnold. Uh, what about Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson, huh? Maybe we should pay attention to those guys. If there are five quarterbacks, three will pan out. If there are four, two or three will pan out. If there are three, two will pan out. They don't all pan out. you got to figure out which ones are going to be the busts. Also, something to pay attention to if you're a sports fan. International soccer is getting fired up uh, as the seasons start off. I think the Premier League starts on Sunday. These teams are considering adding players. Uh, Tottenham Hotspur, my favorite club, and sort of a mid-major club on the scene, is rumored to be interested in Lionel Messi based on his billions of dollars that he's earned. I suspect they would have to offer him, like, ownership of the team or something. But that'll be interesting to watch. If you want to start watching international football, you can get your futures bets in this week. Interesting to see. We'll be back the same time, same place tomorrow. Please like, rate, review, subscribe, retweet, start, stop, listen for 60 seconds. Do whatever you, you, you want to do if you want other people to discover it. All right. Thanks, guys. See you tomorrow.